everyone. Welcome back. Another great episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, or thereabouts, pretty close by, that's for sure. We've got a real estate power couple. We've got a couple of very, very well-respected real estate entrepreneurs in their area, Rodell and Gina Johnson. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Great to see you again. Hi, Dave. Great to see you, Dave. All right. So let's start off by finding out how you guys got into this whole wild and wonderful world of real estate investing in the first place. What sparked this? Because you're both busy people. You've got a family. Gina, I believe you're a doctor, a medical doctor on top of all of this. Yes. That's a lot going on. How did real estate play into all of this? Well, for me, I think it kind of started early on with my mom. She built her house and she had little apartments below. And nice. she, yeah, she had tenants paying rent. And that's from a very young age. I kind of got instilled in me. And when I was, did uh, you get to help out with that as well, Rodell? Were you collecting rent and paying? No, I didn't collect any rent, but I saw I saw the tenants paying rent. You know, I saw her dealing with the tenants from time to time. But uh, all right, you know, it's you know worked out for her pretty well. She still has tenants today. And when I came to Atlanta, I was working, and I tried to started to feel like I there's you know working a nine to five job at the airport, and I started to feel like I need to find something else. Besides putting money in the 401k, some kind of other plan to start making some additional income and read, you know, rich dad, poor dad and did the, uh, you know, millionaire next door books, went to a couple yeah. seminars, just kind of went out there and started buying rental properties, <laughs> jumped in probably the wrong, did a lot of things wrong, a lot of things wrong, but I, but I got hey, you, you took action. You did something. That's more than exactly. what most people do. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me. It was very similar. My grandparents had a 33-acre farm. They had four houses that they also owned and rented out as well. And then my father's family, his brothers and sisters, they all built homes on that land. So that's where I grew up. And then my parents also had an extra home down the hill where we also had a rental, a renter. And then you know, getting married to Rodell and his entrepreneurial spirits. And because he owned a home and we got married and we moved to a new home, we rented out our first home. So that's how we got started in 2005. That is really, really interesting, you guys. You both grew up around real estate, real estate investor, parents and grandparents. And then, so Rodell, you'd already been doing a few deals before you guys got married or, or did that start after you got married? It started after we got married. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you Kind of a meeting of the minds there. All right. So yeah. you've been doing this one way or another since 2005. You started off with buying a hold of rental properties, kind of like what you grew up around. But I think you guys are doing something a little bit different now. So kind of walk us through what that journey has been since 2005. Okay. So since 2005, we actually got up to about 10 rental properties. We were managing 10 of them even up to the point up to the Great Recession when we lost values and a lot of properties and mm. went through 2011. And I even bought some during 2008, 2009 and just held on to some of them while the values were low. I bought them very cheap, but I wasn't had no intention of selling them. But the values went back up. At that time, I was just basically buying properties from banks, usually REOs, HUD foreclosures, really deep discount and... Kind of got into that aspect of it. And then I think 
the property value started to go up and I had, we had tenants in some of them. Some tenants were moving out and we just took a chance. It was, Hey, let's go in and just renovate a couple of these properties that tenants are leaving and see, see, just try to sell them on the values have increased. And so we sold a couple of ones that we held on for a while. And that's where the flipping journey kind of started from that point. We figured, Hey, we're, you know, we're not bad at renovating these, these homes, you know, yeah. we're, you know, we're coming up using our style, using Dina's design and our eye for beautifying a house. And we just took that and started to get into the flipping, buying homes to flip. So. Yeah. And I've taken a look at some of the before and after pictures on your website and they are amazing. I mean, <laughs> and, and Gina hats off to you for just making those properties really, really pop and Rodell for, for you, for, you know, all the, the work that it goes into getting them from the before to the after stage. It really is very impressive. So you guys went from buying and holding these properties and generating kind of cash flow from rentals to deciding that you'd rather be a little bit more active, get in, get out quickly, get your return pretty quick on that. Is that your primary strategy these days is doing these flips? I would say so. Since 2016, I would say it's been mostly we've been acquiring properties to flip them. That's been the strategy. So yeah, we've just been all off market. I've kind of gone away from the MLS properties and the HUD properties to just direct to seller properties. And those are the ones I've been negotiating with the sellers and, and those are the ones we've been flipping. And that's how you're able to get the best deals, right? Because that's you go exactly. direct to the sell, you don't have a realtor in the way. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to add that I think that because we establish a lot of great relationships with people, they remember us. So they come back to us years later with properties and they say, we had a great experience with you. We want you to sell this property for us or renovate it to sell. So it's about relationship building. It's about knowing that we're dealing with people, that people need help in certain areas when it comes to real estate. And as a physician, I'm always in an area of service. So we bring that to the table when we're dealing with prospects who might have a property. Well, that brings up a good point because you guys, a lot of people assume that, you know, in order for real estate investors to make money, they need to go in and just grind people down and get the absolute lowest price they possibly can on a property in order to be able to turn around, fix it up and sell it for a profit. What have you guys found has worked best for you when it comes to dealing with and finding these motivated sellers and creating a win-win situation? So usually it's building rapport with the seller. And a lot of times it takes multiple conversations. I've even had sellers come up with scenarios where the deal works for him. And I looked at the numbers and then it kind of works for both of us. So mm -hmm. I had seller throw a, you know, kind of a creative financing way at me. And I, I said, yeah, you know, the numbers work for me. So it's always, you know, you want to listen to, you know, really kind of have an opening question, but then you listen to what they're saying and kind of create something that's win-win for both of you. And that's kind of been, that's been, you know, what the strategy I've been using, talk, talking to off-market properties and sellers. Can I add something? Um, of course. <laughs> it's also, you know, even when we were doing rental properties, I would always say at the end of a renovation, I would say, I could live in this house. And it just yeah. goes to show that we never really cut corners. We're thinking about the family that's coming in. Like, what would they want? They would they want a nice place. We don't want to cut corners. We don't want to be called in the middle of the night either. So we want to do it right. We want to do it, you know, with all of the resources we have. So we, we, we tap into all of that. 
Very cool. So I want to ask you guys a personal question as a husband wife team working together, living together, managing all of your responsibilities, family work and real estate. How do you guys make that work? How have you kind of figured out how to divide and conquer, so to speak? I would say for, for us is we've kind of done different parts of the business. I kind of deal a lot with the acquisition parts of it, talking to sellers and doing some of the marketing. Right. One thing we've found is the people we use as far as contractors, they're also real estate investors. And a real estate agent is also an investor. So we've, you know, kind of leveraged them as well in the work, what we've, what we've been doing. So it's not all on us. You know, they actually come up, come to us with ideas and design ideas for renovating a kitchen or bathroom. So that's been very helpful. Once we find a property, get it on a contract and we close on it, you know, we, we may pick out some tile and backsplash, but we, we're not doing the full thing. I kind of pass it on to our contractor and have him run most of the show, but we, you know, we come in for certain things that we want to do, like certain paint color and things like that. But that's been helpful. You got to let your team members do their job. Exactly. Yeah. And I things. think I think part of your question was also how do we work together? Yeah, definitely. When we're doing these renovations. I think that we just we rely on our strengths. So I'm not going to go and try to talk to a seller. I'm going to let Rodell do it because he knows how to talk the numbers. But for me, it might be that I pick out the design of how we're going to renovate. I think about, you know, what a family would want. And so, you know, we discuss that together. It's not always, you know, roses, uh, but, you know, we, we work together well. That's just our personality. And that's why people come back to us because of the way that we are, our energy. Yeah. And it's, it's been some trial and error. We've had to fire contractors and, you know, <laughs> until we well, get there. As long as you don't fire each other. Right. right. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. No, that it's so important, right? To find your lane, kind of stick stick to it. So Rodell, you found your sweet spot. You're really good at finding the deals, talking with the sellers, negotiating, getting the, the properties turned around and sold, managing the contractors. Gina, you come in, you beautify the whole thing, add that magic touch that that brings the value up and really creates a home for your future buyers. Would that be a fair way to kind of wrap it up? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. No, that's so you guys, lots of different ways to invest in real estate. You guys got started and your family background is kind of like in the in the buy and hold of rental properties. Now you've moved into buy, fix, and sell. What are some of the big benefits that you like about this strategy versus what you've done before? That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. For the, the fix and flip. I said, For the fix and flips, yes. Yeah. Big benefit is that you get to, you're in the renovation pretty quickly and you're out pretty quickly. You get to put the house back on the market within six, six eight, eight months. That's kind of been like the average. We've been getting houses, homes back on the market. And, you know, you're not necessarily dealing with tenants uh, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. I seem to always get a call from a tenant 
when, when rent is due. So, but uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen when you're doing a renovation of the house. Um, exactly. Put a sale. And I think that's the great benefit of it is just that you get to turn it around pretty, you know, a lot faster. And a lot of the time we're helping someone, you know, with a situation that they may have had. So again, it's about, you know, what is it in it for other people as well? So it's a win-win for everyone involved. Well, that was, that was something I was going to ask you guys. If, just to give people that are listening to this who haven't had experience working with people that are kind of under these circumstances, what are some of the situations you've helped property sellers out of by buying their house and and doing this with them? So this recent ones were at a divorce situation that the owner basically had to sell. It was basically had to, based on the court court order to sell it. And we spoke for months to, you know, negotiate something that works for him and his ex-wife and mm. came to a agreement uh, on a price that worked for both of them. That's one we did not too long ago. We did another one that was a uh, probate uh, where there were like five family members basically all having to kind of divvy up the, the sale of the house. And we, right. we worked it out where we actually gave them some money up front and then took over the property and renovated it and then paid them when we sold the property. Okay. So that, that's the creative way to be. So that, that way you guys didn't have to come up with as much money up front and mm-hmm. they had security and a much, you know, a really beautiful house that, <laughs> that backed up that loan, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, people are working with you when they're in kind of a situation where selling via realtor, just won't really cut it, and they're looking for a quick solution. Exactly. Typically, they don't want people. They don't want the house on the MLS, and people coming through, picking the house apart. They just want something really quick and kind of get it over with. And but they also, you know, don't want to lose their shirts on the on the, on the sale either. And we try to negotiate where we can finance it. And if we can't give them every, everything up front, we can give them something on the back end when we sell. So yeah, so it is really about creating that win-win. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, we're not only dealing with distressed people, we're also dealing with people who want to make money and they want to work with someone that they can trust. They want to work with people that have experience. They want to work with people that are going to make their life pleasant on a day-to-day basis. So when they're talking with us, they're not stressed. You know, we take that from them. So it's not only people who are in despair, it's also people who are doing really well and they want to continue to do well and they want to make more money on with on their investment. So they kind of partner with you to sell their house, but you guys take care of the fix up and the beautification side of things. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They, they typically usually don't want to deal with contractors and <laughs> they want us to do that part. Oh, that's really interesting. So that way yeah. you guys kind of go in there. You don't necessarily have to come up with a lot of money for a down payment up front, yeah. but you take care of the renovations, the, all of that hard work side of things. And then at the end, you kind of, Figure out after all of your expenses, some sort of a profit split that works best for both of you. Yep, exactly. Smart, smart, smart. Yep, that takes a little time to get to that point. uh, You got to talk to the sellers a few times and make sure you explain everything well, because if they don't understand, they're going to say no. So So with what's going on at the time that we're recording this, you know, interest rates are up and down and all all that kind of stuff. And things are a little, little different with the real estate market. Is that affecting anything that you're doing with flips or is, is your area pretty much solid when it comes to that? Yeah. The 
one flip we're working on now. I haven't seen just looking at the market itself. If homes are still settling within 30 days, uh, days of market is still pretty low and I haven't seen the, uh, the effect on pricing. So it looks like we're still in the area of Atlanta where we're investing. It still, it still looks pretty good. Um, it's kind of close to a pretty area where there's a lot of, uh, younger people, uh, call the, uh, East Atlanta village near the belt line of Atlanta. So pretty happening area. The other thing is that, you know, I don't know if you mentioned, I am a family physician, but Rodell is a systems engineer. So he's really good at computers, but he's really good at finding deals because if you're not, you don't have that skill, then mm. you're going to buy properties at a higher rate than you could have. But he's really good at finding them at a really low price. And that's what allows us to really work well with investors without a lot of stress. I spoke to a seller years ago. And she, her mom had passed away and she was looking to sell the home. I didn't end up buying that house, but you know, our experience just her, she remembered me years later. She was putting her uncle in a nursing home and she called me and we saw the house and we ended up buying that house. So this wow. happened maybe three, two or three years later. So yeah. So. You made a good, good first impression then, Rodel. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what would you guys say? Because I know in Atlanta, there's a lot of competition when it comes to buy, fix, and sell type properties. I've heard a few things kind of come through that you've got a, a very specialized area of the market that you focus on. Rodell, you come in there with your with your background on being able on the on the tech side of things and analysis. Gina, you come in with your interior design skills, and that that helps a lot. But what would you say? In addition, that is kind of like your competitive advantage over other investors in your area. The advantage would be, like you said, it's a lot of a lot of competition, and for us, it's more. We, we certainly respect the sellers, and we try to build a rapport and mm-hmm. stay in constant communication. Even though if they reach out once, we reach. You know, we keep communication lines open. I know a lot of investors try to be they they're looking just for a win situation for them, but not necessarily for the seller. Yeah. Um, so we try to definitely listen to what the seller wants, making sure we don't do a lot of talking, let them do most of the talking. And so it comes to clearly what, what they're looking for. And then we try to structure things and make sure they understand what we're trying to do as far as how we can make it work for them. Even though we don't pay them a lot of money up front, we could pay them some money in the back. And that you know, being creative, is, I, I would say, is one of the advantages that I, I think we have. And, and I think it's... I'm sorry. Oh, we never, we never just come in and make a one all cash offer. You make multiple offers. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes three. So it's, three, it's like it's not yes or no. It's which one do they want kind of thing. Exactly. Which, yeah. Nice, mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. I was gonna say that it's also you know where we come from. I mean, we're both from the Virgin Islands. It's our personality. It's also the fact that we grew up seeing our parents do real estate well with renters that may have had some issues, but, you know, seeing our parents work with them, you know, not evicting someone right away just because they had one or two late payments, but really working with the, Mm. with the renters or with the sellers. So I think it's our energy. People are drawn to us and we have the experience. There are a lot of people doing real estate investing, but it really depends on who do you want to work with on a regular basis. Yeah, you know what I'm what what's coming through with me with with this conversation is you know nice guys do get ahead. 
<laughs> I think that I think that's a big part of it because, like you say, there are a lot of other real estate investors out there, a lot of your competition probably that are just real real sharks, and they go in there, they just try to beat people down, and yeah, that works sometimes, but it just leaves such a bad taste in people's mouths, right? So you guys are, have seen with your longevity in the business that people are coming back to you and doing multiple deals. And if they don't do a deal right now, time and circumstances might change and, and two or three, four years down the road, they might actually end up doing a deal with you. So I think that goodwill goes a long way. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yeah. Right, now, right now we're managing for rental properties as well. I think she mentioned that. Our tenants, they've been with us probably over 10 years. So <laughs> same tenants. And that's like the one way I've always learned to keep your rental cost, you know, expenses down is to make sure you keep your tenants. You try to work with them, the ones you have, and that have to have them move out and have to go back in and do more work to the property. And so. Smart. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So you guys, what are your plans for the future? Where do you see yourselves going with your real estate investing career? Well, the one thing I realized, you know, over the last few years, flipping is kind of, it's still a job. So i we, we want to add definitely add some more buy and hold properties, uh, mm-hmm. and then that's add some additional income for later on in life. And I'm not sure the number exactly, but I think I can get back to ten or maybe fifteen, and and probably get rid of the uh, I guess the the boss, <laughs> the job, the nine to five job. Uh huh. Yeah. No, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So you guys, I know that you've been working with joint venture partners and and private lenders for a while now. So if people want to find out more and connect with you, what is the best place for them to do that? They can go to our website and it's www.investwithjemmy.com and Jemmy is J-E-M-I. So investwithjemmy.com and phone number. Well, they can call me directly, 404-326-2265. Yeah, they'll get a hold of me and we can certainly set up a meeting or have a bite to eat or, you know, schedule something to have a discussion about what we do. No, that sounds good. Yeah. And when you go to their site, make sure you check out their past projects and take a look at those before and after pictures because they're very, very impressive. So, Riddell, Gina, it's always a pleasure chatting with you guys. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. And we love working with you, Dave, and your company. So thank you for everything. My pleasure. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, take care. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.